Okay. Hi, how are you? I'm very good today. How are you? I'm also very good today, thank you. Good. Do we have any admin? Um. Oh, we have. Are we going to talk about the next round? Not yet. Not yet. Okay. But we should, I think, put up links sooner rather than later. Yeah. So the I next think the one is going to be a little bit shorter because obviously Christmas, which seems mad to say. It feels like it's still summer. I don't understand. Yeah. Um, but yeah, that there'll be news on that shortly. But obviously you guys will get first dibs on that. Um as grad it'll be be short around because of christmas but we're still going to go through to the end of december we're just not going to go through to the end to the bitter end we're going to go through to the mid bitter end um i don't know what i'm saying (laughs) not so technically not the end but towards the end of december yeah we're gonna we're gonna the train's gonna stop at you know just before christmas station (laughs) yeah the train stopped just before the end yeah yeah so um so it's gonna be a short round which is great it's gonna be a cheaper round and we're hoping it's gonna help all of you stay accountable we're not calling it accountable christmas actually maybe we will don't know yet we probably will yeah. won't we? we probably will there'll probably be some funny videos of me and emma heads on elves dancing elves um but we uh it's it you know it, it's one of those things it's one of those months or seasons I should say where people just kind of get swept away with and and there's nothing wrong with this I want to be clear like it's fucking Christmas you know but they get swept away with all day every day eating drinking eating drinking eating drinking and then inevitably in the end they're miserable they feel like they've completely lost control of their diet they've gained five pounds and they are really pissed off you know that they feel like they're actually they could have maybe done that for two or three days as opposed to two or three weeks um and that's kind of what the the goal is with accountability Christmas is to keep everybody on a nice even keel and obviously then understand that there's probably going to be one to two to three days where you know you are probably going to overindulge and it's probably going to be unavoidable because of the social situation you're in but that doesn't mean that the whole month has to turn into a fuck it bucket situation nailed it okay do we have quizzes we have lots of quizzes oh great sarah peskett i mean (laughs) I don't know why I'm so weird today. Oh, well, let's just get on with it. Sarah Peskett. Hiya. A few weeks back on one of the lives, she talked about the benefits of taking cod liver oil as a supplement if you don't have oily fish in your diet at least two to three times a week. As somebody who hardly ever eats fish, brackets, it's just not my thing. I came home and told my husband my learnings and I plan to start taking cod liver oil supplements. He suggests just using more oil when cooking. Is this a fair substitution? i.e. does olive oil provide the same benefits also after he told me this i was like oh no the olive oil will have calories that i don't really want but he explained that there is no need for supplements to include calorie info on their packaging so cod liver oil will likely have similar calories in it no it will have calories cod liver oil will have calories it is pure fat so there will be some calories i think it's something like 10 calories a capsule you know it's not like Whereas if you cook with olive oil, you typically like with just like a little thing, you're talking 100 to 200 calories. Easy. Yeah. So, yeah, it's it's a different 
kind of calorie calorie consideration for sure. Um, <clears throat> I'm not planning on stressing out about supplements having calories in them as I've been with EC long enough to understand the results come from consistent actions and taking a supplement is unlikely to derail my results. But I was keen to get your thoughts on this, i.e. is he talking nonsense or does he have a point? Great question. Emma, do you want to start? Yeah, so he does have a point. It will have calories in it. Um, I don't know if it's totally true that supplements don't have to label calories often if it's broken down, for example, with branched chain amino acids, because the way that calories are labeled uses macronutrients and there isn't technically a whole macronutrient in amino acids, which are the building blocks of protein. They get away with not putting calories on. Um, however, with things like cod liver oil, there probably is the calorie information on the back of that. Anyway, like you say, it's not going to be a huge amount of calories. And would it benefit you if you're not eating oily fish? Yeah, I would be doing that. And, and olive oil is great, but it won't offer the same benefits. No, olive oil has, has a smidge of omega-3 in it, which is what, what cod liver oil is and what we want you guys to get in. But I, I think it's largely, it's, I think, I think, I think it's largely omega-9. I think, I think that's from my book days. That's just not something that I would randomly know. Um, so it is a different, it is, it's the same, it's the same bracket of fat, but it's a different subcategory of fat is I think the best way to put it in layman's terms. So it's not the same thing. Um, although olive oil is great, but yes, cooking with it is going to see your calories. Like I say, even just using a dash of it, you're talking one to 200 calories. And also let's, you know, not forget that people don't really use a dash of it. They, you know, glug it in and whatever. Um, so probably more, whereas as Emma said, a capsule, and I didn't know the caloric breakdown of a, of a cod liver oil or omega-3 supplement. Now we do somewhere in the region of about 10 calories, which makes sense when you think of it's size mm-hmm. um so yeah well, isn't it like one i mean shouldn't it be nine because isn't it like one gram let me just see yeah good point emma but what about the capsule it comes in yeah maybe that's where <laughs> it's the added calorie oh do you know what a lot of people google cod liver oil capsules for dogs yeah, I gave my old dog cod liver. People still comment under my photos, where's your dog? What have you done with your dog? And I'm like, please, I don't want to talk about it. Like, it really upsets me. And it's none of your fucking business. Yeah. Um. Oh, this is weird. This one says two cod liver oil capsules contain 25 calories. Mm. Whatever, it's negligible. The, the bottom line, it's negligible. Okay, this one says 10. So I guess it just depends. Yeah. So you're having a thousand milligrams of omega three. It's about ten calories. Hmm. Well, um, good question. Have you ever googled your name to see what? No, okay. Emma. Please don't. What do you think comes up first? I don't know what. Baby oh that's cute that's what people have been googling well I already know that people are most interested in the fact I have a baby because Bodhi gets the most likes of all my Instagram posts so it's baby Instagram wedding daughter so back to baby books James Haskell baby name reality show that's interesting 
don't. I'm so living in my anxiety chamber of hell. I just can't think about it. <laughs> oh. Okay, sorry. I'll stop Googling you now. Sometimes I just what find... What happens when you Google you, Emma Rachel Story no, Gordon? Actually, when you put in Emma Story Gordon, do you know what comes up first? What? Worth. What? So this is what people have been Googling. Net worth. No, mine says partner, girlfriend, journal, podcast, wedding. A wedding? Oh, I wonder where my wedding is. Um, I'm just looking at all these photos of you. Oh, this is great, Emma. Okay, yeah. right. Let's get back to the questions. Right. So, oh, I don't know how to say this name, but I like it. Nissa? Nissa. It must be Nissa Musket. Hi, gorgeous girls. I, Nisa, maybe? I am right handed and it is my stronger side. Is there anything I can do to help my poor left arm? So, for example, when I'm doing lateral pull downs or barbell deadlifts, my right arm always dominates the exercise and I feel it takes most of the workout. How can I overcome my right arm wanting to do all of the work? I don't want to look lopsided. I hope that makes sense. So funny, I was doing a podcast recording with Julian McCarrow yesterday, who's a four-time world champion powerlifter and a five-time British champion powerlifter. And he has some world records as well. And he was saying, right, how he's, Julian. I know, and he's like the nicest, calmest, but not boring. Because recently I had someone on the podcast who is really nice and calm and it was just really boring. But yeah. he's not like that. He's fascinating. Yeah, Emma. It's all Emma. Um, but um, yeah, so he he slept, he's massive. He's 130 something kg, right? So he slept funny, like on his side and he trapped a nerve and he woke up in the middle of the night and he couldn't move. He was like just completely paralyzed and just couldn't move and was like freaking out. He could move one hand and then did something he probably shouldn't have done. He could move one hand and he tried to like force his neck to go back to where it should be anyway so he did masses of nerve damage all the way all the way down one side of the body and he basically had to rehab his kind of I guess central nervous system peripheral nervous system connection like in the body to get it to fire again to get it to to move properly again and it took like four or five months and he did it in the end anyway and he was saying um that he was talking to those specialists and being like look I just want to keep this side as strong as I can so can I keep lifting on this side as much as I can and they were like no because you're going to basically completely make yourself lopsided and your balance is going to be thrown way off. And what you need to do is you just need to basically let your body kind of go through what it's going through. Anyway, this is all on the podcast, so I'll stop talking now. But um, ultimately, Emma and I have always said this, and I really maintain it, unless you are rehabbing an atrophied area, so an area of muscle that's really wasted because of injury or whatever it is, Unless you are doing that, no, you should train your body evenly and you should wait for your left side to get stronger, which it will. It will adapt to the training in a way that your right side has genetically kind of uh, finds easier. Your left side will catch up. You just have to be patient. But we really don't recommend that any of you go heavier or do more exercises on one part of the body than the other. Emma. Nothing to add. I think you know that. And I also very much enjoyed that story, although it freaks me out a little bit. He couldn't imagine he's he he like, oh, do you know what help? Just I know. And he lay there. He but then he he lay there and he said, um, 
after like the entire night, he managed to get one side of his body moving to the point where he could get to the gym and go to physio. So they gave him like loads of massages. And then he like went to pick up like a two kg dumbbell and he couldn't, he couldn't, he wasn't strong enough to even hold it. And he was like, what the fuck? Four months later, which actually in the grand scheme of things isn't that big, but that must have been terrifying. Terrifying. Yeah. Oh. Um, okay. What? And wait, sorry. Four months after he just slapped funny. He said, yeah. And I said to him, because he's massive, right? He's a fucking like lump. And I was like, is it, does this happen to people often? Or is it because you're so heavy that you like crushed your nerve? He was like, both. He was like, it happens a lot. He told me a story about. There was a famous guitarist that slept with his arm up or something and then lost lost the use of one of his arms. Really fucking weird. Um, but he said, obviously, because he is so heavy, it obviously made it 10 times worse and that he probably shouldn't have tried to force his neck back into position. <laughs> you know, we can all learn from that. Okay, <laughs> Tazzy, morning both. I have, I have really fallen these last few days um I'm not sure exactly what that's meant to say but been feeling so rubbish mentally and life has been insanely busy however today I've got I've done school run getting half my steps in already and done a home workout very proud of myself building confidence to go to the gym but for now I'm only using bodyweight stuff as I have no weights at home any tips for keeping myself from falling into the mental hole I mean it sounds like you've got yourself back going yeah, it does. I think, you know, I think being aware of your kind of consciousness and your state of mind and trying to work with it instead of work against it is a very good idea. So instead of berating yourself for not going to the gym, for example, or not doing a workout, for example, going for a walk, or instead of berating yourself for, I don't know, skipping breakfast and then only eat only kind of overeating at lunch go and go to the shops and buy breakfast options you know what I mean like you have to I think when people get into like a really tricky headspace they kind of really chastise themselves and they give themselves a a very hard time mentally and they they put themselves on a guilt trip and they make the whole spiral worse but that you don't have to do that that's a choice you can actually accept that you're not feeling mentally well enough to give a hundred percent at that time, but that it's, but completely forgive yourself and allow yourself to give 50% because also the more you applaud yourself for the good things you do, the more likely you are to keep doing them. The more you chastise for yourself for the things you didn't do, the more likely you are to keep not doing them. So it's, I think you have to um, switch it. And yeah, as Emma said, it sounds like you fucking nailed it today. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And what's, there's some saying that's like, some days, I don't know, just getting up and going for a walk is 100%. Like you can only yeah. give 100% of the energy that you have that day and that will look different every day. So you can't always hold yourself to the standards that you have of yourself of the days that you feel amazing and be like, well, yeah. that's how I should always feel because it's not realistic. And then you have to be, yeah, a little bit like a little bit nicer to yourself with what you can deal with that day. And I think that really helps because otherwise you catastrophize you kind of talk yourself into failure. You think that you've not done one little aspect or you're not getting to the gym, so you must be failing. And none of that is true. Actually, if you can be 
the best that you can do that day based on how you're feeling, your energy levels, the constraints you have, what's going on with your kids and your family and the rest of your life. That's all you can ever ask, really. Yeah, exactly. I love that. That's a much more succinct way of putting it. If you're 100, what is your 100% that day? And like I say, you know, the more that you congratulate yourself and you self care yourself um, into feeling good about the the things that you are doing, the more likely you are to grow on them. But if you just keep punishing yourself, you're going to give up entirely because it's a horrible headspace to live in. Mm-hmm. Why are you smiling? I was just, the more that you self-care yourself. Self-care yourself. Self-care yourself. Care for yourself. Whatever. Yeah. Um, okay, anything else? Up to date on the live. I feel like we're not getting much live traction. I know. Um, it's because it's, you know, like most people have jobs at this time. <laughs> okay, just wanting your thoughts on those of us who have thyroid issues. Since a total thyroidectomy in 2018, I have consistently gained weight despite being on the correct dose of thyroxine. I am just wondering if my calories should be reduced or adjusted because of this. Emma? Um, I don't think so. Well, I mean, no. Um, I would say this is more to do with the fact that it's really hard not to put on weight in the environment that we live in. It might have nothing to do with your thyroid. Obviously, I would go and get that checked by a doctor because they will be able to. I mean, if you think it's the right dose, then I'm assuming you've already had it checked. But you'd probably know if you were on too low a dose with really low energy levels as well you probably have some symptoms of that but I think often it's it's I don't want to say easier but it's like yeah sometimes easier just just to be like oh it must be the the thyroid issue when actually a lot of the time it's it's just the fact that actually a lot of people put on weight as they age or you know just throughout life and it's probably that maybe you're not as strict as you think you are with your calories maybe extra calories are creeping in this is completely normal for everyone we talk about this all the time but even when people are paid to accurately track their calories they still can't do it so it's certainly not a failure on you it's just that it can be a hard thing to do maybe we need to make some tweaks so if you know that you're not very accurate at tracking what you could do is drop your calories a little bit track those calories knowing that you're going to be a little bit higher than that but that's going to put you in a bigger deficit um the other thing to do is just be really critical of yourself in a compassionate way of like well I want to get this result so why do I think plausibly that's not happening because if you're in a deficit you will get this result and having slightly lower thyroid um levels or thyroxine levels probably isn't going to have that big an impact on your basal metabolic rate. Like if anything, if you weren't having symptoms and your levels look about right anyway, I would be surprised if it was more than 50 to hundred calories a day. So potentially you might need 50 to hundred calories less per day than somebody else. But most people wouldn't even notice that in terms of like the rate of fat loss that they're going to lose per week. So it wouldn't be something that I would overthink. I'd more be thinking about your behaviors, any barriers that you have, and even trying to think of it in like three pillars, which is kind of how I think we coach on the EC method. It's like, here's what you need to do, which realistically is the easiest part for us. Like here's some calories, here's some workouts, here's some step targets, here's the the factors, like the behaviors you need to do to get the result that you want. 
then you also have what are the mental barriers blocking you from doing that that might be something you need to work through so is it like as soon as I go with my calories a little bit I assume I've ruined everything and then I go completely off track or is it I talk myself into the fact it's not working when the scales go up a tiny bit and then that impacts my food choices you know there might be loads of things that are going on on the mental side and then there's like the practical limitations right are you really tired do you have huge demands at work do you have kids to look after do you have time restraints on the amount you can exercise or get your steps in in a safe way that's not cold and dark and wet outside like and when you consider all these three factors which is what we do in coaching that's when you get the best results but it's not quite as simple as like my calorie target must be wrong no I mean it's probably one of the other two things that's stopping you stick to that calorie target we need to figure out what it is and then we can come up with solutions for you yeah, I think, um, yes, thyroid issues obviously do impact weight gain or weight loss, depending on what they are. Um, but if you are on the right dosage of thyroxine, which you say you are, I, I would say go back and just get that double double checked. Um, it's not a thyroid issue, which is why Emma's given you some food for thought, re-calories and... Yeah. And I also agree with her kind of guesstimation that if it is thyroid related, potentially 50 to 100 calories, but it wouldn't be more than that. And everything she said, great food for thought. Um, Okay. Anything else? No, we're up to date on the line. Okay. Claire Bickford. I'm just wondering how accurate watches are at knowing how many calories you've burned. I have a Garmin that gives me resting calories and active calories. Is it likely to be correct? No, it's not likely to be particularly correct. Um, I think I did some diving into the stats of how accurate they are and they're not accurate at all. However, at the same time, I don't mind you know you tracking inaccurate numbers as long as you consistently track those inaccurate numbers, if that makes sense. So if you know that during... um. Oh, even then, even then. Yeah, this is the point I was going to make. There is I agree like this. So steps aren't accurate either, but they're consistently inaccurate for most people because we we generally live quite similar lives. Right. So if I do my steps and my watch says I've done 10,000 steps, even though actually it was 11,000 because I left my phone for a bit of the day and whatever, that doesn't matter. It's a consistent marker to go towards. Whereas calorie trackers have been shown not even to be consistently inaccurate. So I would be, I would agree with Chloe. If they were consistently inaccurate, I wouldn't so much look at the number per se, but it still might be a useful thing of like, hey, I've probably moved less than yesterday, but they're not. So that like, that's the issue. They're not even consistently inaccurate. So you could have some days where it says you've burnt way more than you have and other days where it says you've burnt way less than you have. So there's no consistency with it. Yeah. Yeah. I, that's what I'm thinking. I'm thinking of all the variables and I just, I just wouldn't bother with it. Just don't worry about it. Um, Okay. Elizabeth Stevenson, this is a coaching question and absolutely not one for the live. There's this whole spreadsheet of data here. Oh, and Sam's put under it. The girls will see this as a coaching question. Tag them on the post on the main page. Well done. Well done, Sam. Um, Okay. 
Emily Vick, do you recommend eating fermented foods regularly? E.g., is it kefir? Is it kefir? Or is it just about having a healthy diet with plenty of fruit and veg? Emma, someone's at the door. You go. Um, I I was only half paying attention to the question. (laughs) I actually don't know exactly what you said, apart from I got distracted by kefir. Um, What I'm going to do is answer one on the live and then come back. Okay, Rachel, not a question, but thank you. Weight loss stalled for 10 days over time of the month. Previously, I would have panicked and dropped calories or fallen off the wagon completely. But this time I came to maintenance when needed, didn't over-restrict on the other days and pushed through with the home workouts. And today I've dropped two pounds overnight, back to my lowest weight, 11 pounds down in six weeks. (laughs) Can I just say, Rachel, thank you for sharing that because so many people will need to hear that. And for some people, that will be just at the right time. The exact same thing of, hey, my weight's gone up. It's time of the month. I want to overeat. And look, I'm not even getting results. So I may as well overeat. And you're kind of looking for any excuse to do so. So well, like massive well done, because I know it's the time of the month that you tend to be least rational, most emotional. You want to comfort eat. You want to emotionally eat. Your cravings are much higher. And for you to have like stuck with it, and then been, you know, rewarded with the result that you wanted is great to hear. Yeah, amazing. Absolutely brilliant. Well done. Um, um, we got distracted during, while you were asking that question with the cafe, and I didn't really hear it. So can we do it again? Um, is it worth um, eating fermented foods? Yes, it has been shown to have a good impact on your gut microbiome. But um, as you also suggested, just getting in plenty of fruit and veg is probably more, well, definitely more important to us. Anything else on the live? Yes. Susie, afternoon. Sorry, just joined. I'm consistently hitting my goals, focusing on steps, which are my biggest challenge, and I'm feeling good. However, the scales haven't moved over two weeks sorry, four over two weeks. Well, they have, but they've just gone up and down the same two pounds. It's starting to get to me and I'm worried I'm doing something wrong. All this hard work and no results on the scales. I've really assessed my food tracking and cannot see where I could be getting it wrong. Is there anything else I should be looking for or do I just keep going and hoping? I think I need a bit of encouragement and to stop my head dipping. Two weeks of fluctuations around two pounds doesn't mean you're not losing fat like and I know that is probably not the answer that you want but that's the truth of it is the scales are not accurate enough to measure a little bit of fat loss day to day and actually if that this is why we look at lowest weight so when you're like scales haven't moved and then you're like oh well they have by two pounds like if you've had a lowest weight by two pounds but now it's fluctuated back up because food volume or it's time of the month or various other reasons that it could be due to water retention. That doesn't mean that you've put fat back on, especially not if you've stuck to calories. Like if you've had a lowest weight, you've stuck to calories and you've not had like vomiting and diarrhea or some wild amount of dehydration, then you've definitely lost fat during that time. And two pounds in two weeks is pretty textbook fat loss. So in my opinion, I wouldn't like, I wouldn't change anything. I'd keep sticking consistently to what you're doing. The hard part is when you feel like this, 
this tends to be when adherence slips and yeah. then when it slips you do end up putting on fat or you don't lose fat and then it's kind of a self-fulfilling prophecy of like oh, I knew I wasn't losing fat or I knew I'd put on fat and yeah. that becomes the problem when actually what you're doing I can guarantee what you're doing is working you just need to do it for longer and stop looking for a result like just just get your head down and focus on the behaviors I think most people trip themselves up by looking for a result too quickly and then assuming they're doing something wrong instead of just being like this is logically what I know that I need to do like just as I was talking about these kind of three pillars we have the what you need to do actually isn't that complicated for us as coaches it's relatively simple like we know the numbers that are going to put you in a deficit we know the behaviors that are going to help you lose fat the hard part is coaching someone to do those for long enough to get the result that they want not as setting those numbers and now and again they might need to be adjusted but way less than what people think yeah I completely agree um I also you know the, the kind of the the hyper focus on the scales in a, in a two-week period and then also the sentence saying that you all this hard work and nothing to show for it or something like that I think the problem is is that you're you're seeing this as this like quick fix or like quick change um plan to get a result you want but actually and I know this is really cheesy and cliche and annoying actually we want you guys to learn what are the behavior what are the behaviors in your life which are going to get you and keep you in the kind of the body that you want to be in whether that's in terms of aesthetics or strength or fitness or health or all of the above which I know is all important to me um and actually like I don't want you to feel like this is so much hard work because what that means is inevitably you're going to get the result you want and then you're going to go backwards again I kind of want you to check either change how you're doing it or and or change how you're viewing it I want you to see this as like a new life which is going to see you be happier healthier more self-confident um fitter stronger and in a better body um and and I want I want you to start to to change how you're seeing it because I think and and that might mean that we have to change how you're doing it maybe, um, but I do think that you're kind of seeing this process a bit short sightedly. Yeah, I think most people struggle with that when they're thinking about maintenance, mm. or when like yeah. what we really want you to think like actually, the way that we help you diet your diet and your life while you're dieting isn't going to look that different to your life at maintenance and you'll need to continue these behaviors if you want to continue to feel as good as you feel while you're dieting and to get all the health benefits continued and to maintain the results that you've got so that you've worked so hard to achieve so mm. stop looking at the end point because like there's not really one you're going to have to continue some of the numbers will change um but yeah, there's not going to be like an end where you no longer have to do these things. So start enjoying the process a little bit more. Yeah, I completely agree. Okay. Tamsin, currently on hold to hear when I might expect an ADHD assessment, listening while I wait. Maybe a diagnosis will help me. And my period started today. Joy, no question, just my usual kick up the bum for myself as I've taken my eye off the bowl again, not hit the bucket, but not really prioritizing myself or living in line with my values right now got to refocus any tips gratefully received thanks lovely ladies okay so something I always do 
when I want to make sure I'm living more in line with my values is remind myself of what my top like three to five values are and then rate myself one to 10 as to how I'm living in line with them. One thing I find that is quite, um, it calls yourself out. It can be quite harsh is like, I use Google calendar to put everything in, right? So the other day I was thinking about it and I was like, okay, well, like, how do I want to live my life? And realistically, how you live your life is how you spend your time and how you spend your time is your priorities, right? So there was a saying by someone, it wasn't me, but it's like, show me your diary and I'll show you your priorities in life. And if those two things aren't aligned, then obviously you're living a life that's not aligned with what you actually care about most because you can make more money, but you can't make more time, right? So that's actually your, your most precious commodity is the way that you spend your time. So for me, looking at my Google calendar, like that, that kind of shows me actually where are my priorities right now? And if that's not aligned with the way that I'm spending my time, then I need to change things there, right? So if I've said, um, I don't know, like health is a high priority to me, but I can see in my Google calendar that, yeah, actually I go to the gym every morning. So yeah, I am living in line with that. I would give myself a tick for that. But if I've said family is my highest priority, and realistically in the last month I've spent about two hours with my family I'm not living in line with that value now either the value isn't like you know I'm just saying that because I think I should say that or it is a high value but I'm not living in line with it at the moment so I need to make some changes and you don't have to be obsessed with Google Calendar for this but you can just rate yourself out of 10 and be quite critical and be like if I'm saying that I don't know progressing in work is a really high value but I've not been doing anything to work towards that goal of a promotion, then can you say that that's a, a priority or you're not acting like it is anyway? So I would, I would have a little bit of an assessment of that, like write down your top three to five values, make sure that your goals are in line with those and make sure that the way that you're spending your time and your effort is also in line with those. Yeah, I love that. I don't really have much to add. Um... I do think it is underrated. I do think that there's too much expectation that people are just going to go, oh, I know how to be healthy. And then they're just going to magically do it every day of every week of every month for the rest of their lives. It doesn't really work like that. It's like everything in life, you know, how you have to keep going food shopping and stocking the fridge full of food or you'll run out of food and you don't have any food in the fridge. It's the exact same thing. Sitting down and having a plan every week if you need to do it every week or every month if you need to every week of okay what 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 days and times can I realistically get to the gym in the next couple of weeks you know what you know what can I what can I cook you know what can I buy from the supermarket and cook or you know what's going to take as minimum effort but what's going to hit my calories and be high protein you know what you know what when when is it possible for me to have like an active day out as opposed to sit on the sofa and watch films like you know, I think there's going to be a heat wave coming in later in the week. So, you know, get outside everyone and move. Like, you know, just being thoughtful, being mindful. And like Emma said, kind of calling yourself out and stop expecting it to just be this organic penny that's just going to drop. And all of a sudden you're going to be living this lifestyle that, you know, right now you're really struggling to live. It's like you actually have to do what you have to do with everything in life and kind of plan it and map it out to stay on top of it, to stay accountable. Um, and I like kind of full circle back to the first question. I really like what Emma said there about sometimes what you can give 100% one day is very different from your 100% another day, but just still aiming to give 100% that day. Um, 
and it, it won't steer you wrong, but there's nobody, no, there's no bodybuilder, there's no fitness model, there's no athlete who doesn't sometimes really struggle to get their shit together because they're having a hard time or because they're hormonal or because they're moving house or because somebody died. Like it's not always easy. So I think everyone needs to stop expecting it to just start rolling and keep rolling. You constantly have to check yourself. And I think the point that you're making as well is like, you have to be intentional with it. I think, especially with things like family or spending time with your partner or whatever, I don't know, stuff that you're like, oh, that should just happen. Well, like life is busy and sometimes it doesn't. So you have to be quite intentional with, I'm going to spend this time with my partner or with my family or arrange to do these things. And same yeah. with like carving time out for yourself. You're like, you know, if if you're someone who has just I don't know just had a kid or just started a new job and maybe previously you were like well yeah I always kind of found time for myself because I'd have a weekend or whatever but now actually there's other demands on you then you need to carve that time out and that can seem strange to like have in your diary like me time and like you know what where what am I going to do with those two hours a week that I just spend on myself but if you don't put it in it doesn't get done and and it's not going to happen by accident like you're not going to live the life that you want that's clearly in line with your values by accident you have to create it yourself and that takes intent absolutely brilliantly put and couldn't agree more um that's it we have no more questions oh great well I think that was a good uh place to stop do we know when we're coming back I'll message you we will be back uh Friday though it'll be Friday we just need to find a time all right okay bye guys Oh.